Hi, I'm Aaron and welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast, which is focused on all things, well, you guessed it, hip hop. I'll be interviewing artists, reviewing albums, and ultimately exploring the genre I love. And I hope you'll begin to love it as much as I do, if not more. Please like and subscribe to the show and follow us on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for any upcoming podcast news. Coming up on today's show, we are reviewing The Lady of Rage and her album, Unnecessary Roughness. All right, let's get into it. All righty, welcome to the show. Today, we've got The Lady of Rage, which we're reviewing our top five, the final of our three female artists. Um, Danny, you chose The Lady of Rage. I did. It was was quite tough, this choice, from what you were telling us privately. Why'd you choose The Lady of Rage? Um, Well, it was tough only because, like, usually when I pick an album, it's it's one that I'm very familiar with, one that, you know, I love and one that I want, you know, one that I already have a full opinion on and I just want your opinions on it too. But with this one, like... Like, just to be honest, I just don't have a lot of albums in my collection by female artists. That's just the way it happened. Like, so I had to research, you know, first of all, an artist that I would want to cover. And then hopefully they have a great album under their belts. And so I finally landed on The Lady of Rage. So this is an album that I never had listened to prior to this podcast. And, but the thing is, Lady of Rage has always been on my radar. So I just thought it would be a good opportunity to dive into her music. And I did hear that um, this album, which I think is her only album. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, is, is pretty good, is what I heard. So that's not my opinion, but I heard it was pretty good. And I liked her stuff that she did on the Chronic and Doggy style and stuff. So I thought, all right, let's let's give it a go. So what is like the late like what is her career history? Because she is like obviously East uh, West Coast, but yeah. like what's her like history? Because she has tracks in this album with like Snoop Dogg, and there's mm. a feature of Tupac in there, obviously posthumously, but. There are some like you know some heavy hitters uh, in terms of the the West Coast. Yeah, All right, I'll give you a little. I can give you a bit of a background on her. So she was obviously signed to Death Row Records in its golden years as well. Like when Death Row was at the top of the game, she was there. And the way it happened was Dr. Dre was the one who heard her music. Like she featured on, you know, random albums here and there. And Dr. Dre must have heard heard a verse of hers and just gone, all right, I like this this lady. Let's bring her over. And she called her up, said, come on over to the West Coast. This is Dr. Dre. And she was like, all right, um, I'm down. So, and you know, she is actually a New York-based rapper. She is an East Coast rapper who, you know, basically converted to the West Coast. Not really. She's very, very proud of her East Coast roots. 
But like, you know, just because she was on death row for the whole time, people probably consider her to be a West Coast rapper. Um, but yeah, so she went to death row and um, she was actually set to drop her debut album right after The Chronic back in like 92, 93, because Dre and Suge Knight, they, they really liked, you know, her style, like what she represented and stuff. But Chronic came out and Snoop Dogg was the one who blew the F up off that, off the success of the Chronic. So Snoop got to release Doggy Style first instead. And then after that, she just for some reason or another just kept getting pushed back and back. The Dog Pound got to release their album before her. And then Tupac got signed and he became the big cash cow of Death Row Records. So Lady of Rage just kept getting pushed to the side for more popular artists. Um, so she was just like unlucky in the first instance that like literally had Snoop Dogg maybe not has not have been as big, she could have dropped way earlier. Yeah, that's what I understand. If it wasn't for the massive popularity of Snoop Dogg, if Snoop Dogg didn't absolutely murder the chronic, uh, she would have probably been the first out the gates after Dr. Dre. So, yeah, kind of unlucky, I guess. Um, But, like, she wasn't completely forgotten. Like, she still featured on The Chronic. She was on Doggy Style. The Dog Pound released Dog Food. She was on that, too. She was almost on Tupac's All Eyes on Me, but she got cut. She she was going to be on the song with Red Man, Method Man, but uh, they cut her verse. (laughs) But, um... And she also had like a pretty um, successful solo single called Afro Puffs produced by Dr. Dre. And that was like number one on the charts for a while. So she was there. She was still, you know, doing her thing. And, you know, eventually 1997, they finally allowed her to drop her debut album, uh, Necessary Roughness. But Again, unfortunately, it's 1997 and Dr. Dre has already left Death Row to go to Aftermath. So he didn't contribute at all to the making of this album. Um, But, you know, getting DJ Premier instead is a pretty damn good consolation prize. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So the album ended up being a pretty interesting, like, mix of East Coast and West Coast. And, you know... Lady Rage is an interesting case just because she is an East Coast rapper who is best known as a West Coast rapper. You could almost say, like, she's the best of both worlds in a way. Um, I love how, like, Daniel was like, yeah, so I'll just give you, like, a like a little like little bit of a summary of, like, what I know, like, three million hours later. Like, yeah! <laughs> I like it. It's interesting, no, like, though. No, I'm, 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 I'm like, sort of uh, I'm saying it in jest. Like, it was good. Like, it was good. Yeah. Um, Sort of history lesson there. Uh, yeah. I thought you'd appreciate it as well. You're like obsessed with Death Row and all that and Dr. Dre and all that. That's no, all for good. you. It was good. And it's interesting, like you said, the thing about the East Coast, because when I was listening to like this album, I was like, well, this sounds like, I don't know, some biggie stuff. Like, like just like, I yeah. Mean, like in, sen- in the sense of like some of the flows and like, I don't know, it's just like, 
there's a clear like sound that I'm starting to notice difference wise between West and East Coast rappers. So it's like I was a bit confused and I didn't actually research why it sounded like that. So now it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. And the biggie comparisons like pretty pretty spot on. Like the producers that are on here, like DJ Premier worked with um Notorious B.I.G. So did Easy Mo B. Like Easy Mo B is all over ready to die and He's also got a couple of tracks on here that sound like Biggie songs. So mm. it reminded me of Biggie as well. Yeah, um, there were definitely some tracks that reminded me of Biggie as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But that is like, you know, I, I was at the end of my info. Like, I have no more info. Thank <laughs> like, God for that. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you reckon she didn't do anything after that? Is it because Death Row was like falling apart? Yeah, I think so. I think it was just, it was the end of an era. You know, Tupac was dead. Death Row was was basically dead. I mean, it it didn't, you know, it didn't die, but it was never as successful as it was in the early days. And like, I, she might have been, you know, fed up with the game and, you know, being being pushed aside again and again and again could have taken a toll. It's just like, nah, forget this. I'm out of here. And she basically, yeah, just never rapped again. Like, she does rap every now and then, but, like, never dropped another album. So, yeah, she I think she was an actress for a bit. Like, she did some acting. But, um, yeah, this is basically the end for her major rap career. Do you think it also has something to do probably with, like, you know, Death Row isn't known as the most friendly place um, for, like, artists or for especially for females. Like, there are stories that come out about you know especially like people like suge knight and he's like in prison but he's like psychopath and like you know was you know beat people up and like i can just imagine that that environment probably for such a long period of time also didn't help her state of mind yeah definitely possible but then again i'm pretty sure like she's a very strong female presence like I feel like she wasn't the type to be pushed around and I feel like she was actually well respected like by all of them like Snoop Dogg and Dre like she was well respected by them all so I think she it was just more she was a victim of circumstance and you know the people around her just had more success than her and left her in the dust I'm getting uh, I'm getting sci high the prince uh, comparisons here Yeah I thought yeah I was thinking that too but like she, yeah, she might be sci high as the modern day lady of rage. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. But that happens often, like way more often than probably people realize that. You know, people just get pushed back. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, she 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 has a legacy though. Like you know, we're still talking about her twenty five years later, so she still made an impact, which is a good thing. Yeah. And the other good thing is that, you know, looking back on the three female albums that we've reviewed, they're all completely different styles. Yeah, absolutely. Like unplanned that we all chose separate albums that are just completely different content, different style. Like, you know, um, Rhapsody was more modern and then you had Lauren Hill who has more of like her singy, songy type hip hop, not really gangster. Now you've got um the lady of rage who is pure gangster shit Mm -hmm. so i think 
subconsciously, we, we managed to hit a wide spectrum. <laughs> yeah, we did a good job. Well, let's see how we go with the review before we start patting ourselves on the back too, <laughs> too early. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, in case you missed the last episode, we are just doing a top five. We're not reviewing every track. We're just going and in order of our top five, starting at number five, going to number one. Um, and then we'll go from there. You might hear some skips, but I'm just interested to see who our number one is. Yeah, I feel like predictions... I feel like you and me, Aaron, will have, you know, the same top two is what I feel. I'm like, that is my big prediction is that our one and two will be the same. They might be flipped, like my one but might be your two and vice versa, but I think we'll have the same top two. And, and I think Matt will be the one who has a, a varied list from us. Yeah. Well... <laughs> I I think that yeah I think our top one will be the same. Ah, oh. surprises in store. Okay, so you don't think the top two? No, I don't. Oh. I had a I had a clear top two when I was listening to the album. I definitely had a clear top two. I just think one of them is going to be a surprise. Okay, okay. And for Matt, I have no idea. Yeah. Well, the, well, the thing is, like this album is is like divided in almost into east coast west coast and so i was thinking you would lean more east coast the east coast sounding tracks and i'm thinking matt would lean towards the west coast sounding tracks that's why i think he's going to be more varied than us the better side you mean hey come on come on guy. <laughs> I mean, second to the party the copycats they wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for the east hey. i know but they did it better though that's the thing <laughs> thug life that's all i'm gonna say thug life <laughs> well shall we get into it before matt and i go into a full east versus west uh beef um danny it was your album do you want to kick the first one off um what a track to kick off as well what an absolute banger this first one what are you talking about that was I think me being facetious. <laughs> yeah, but I don't understand the joke because like we're doing a top yeah. five, so we're not starting with track one. You know what I mean? Oh, actually, for a moment there, I literally forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if we were going by track order and we would do track one, that is absolute garbage. Worst skit yeah. of all time. <laughs> Three minutes of that of unfunny yeah. garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And Matt, are you eating? Are you eating right now? No. <laughs> uh, I thought I thought I heard some chewing. <laughs> uh, that's he's always got shit coming out of his mouth. All right, we we got distracted, but no, we're not going in order, Matt. Top five, Danny, kick it off. So I'm going to kick it off with my number five, and I have picked the big bad lady. Does anyone have it? I do. He's got it. It's I also do list. have it. Hey, so we're gonna have to wait then. Yeah. So, but but big bad big bad lady. That's my number five as well. Yeah, ah. but it's higher, it's higher on my list. Oh, good on so you. Go two pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number five because we can't do maths either is. 
get with the wickedness, the original beat. Well, which, what do you mean the original beat? The Run DMC version. So not the remix? No. Okay. It's not, not on my fair. list. That's not on the album. What are you talking about? It's like in yeah, the middle of the album. The remix. Oh, actually, no, you're right. The remix is in the middle of the album. It's so weird, yeah. isn't it? They they do. This one's at the end. Yeah, it's, it's so, like second last track. So strange. Oh, okay, got it. Yep. So yeah. strange. Um, not on my list. And Matt, not on yours. Um, get with the wickedness is definitely not on my list. <laughs> well, I just really like this beat a lot. Um. The I don't, there's just something about the the beat, and then they had a vocal sample in there that really worked for me. Um, yeah, I, there's just something about I just like the simple beat. I just found my my head bobbing to it. Had nice heavy drums every time I put it on. I honestly at first didn't want this, didn't want me myself to like it this much, but I did, and I had to put it in there because it is definitely one of the tracks I go back to. Um, and she says some cool shit in this track. Um, I like this these uh, these lines. Um, from the gut to the cut, move that butt because I'm ripping shit up. Make him fall a victim to my death flow. Lyrical murderer, that's why I'm on death row. Lethal injection couldn't fade me, so Shug and Dr. Dre scooped me up and paid me. Mmm. Yeah, classic. Like, I just like those lines. And what we'll see is she actually has a really good flow and she also has really nice multi-syllable rhymes. She, she structures her rhymes really well. Um, and I thought this line you would hate, Danny, but um, now it's bang to the boogie. I'm one tough cookie. Betcha what? Betcha bite a clit loaded with lyrical arsenic. As I hit with my Spitfire bullets, with licks from my tongue, so watch me pull it. I thought you would just hate that clip. Uh, nah, she sounds oh. gangster when she says it, though. Yeah, she does. Again, her delivery is sick, but um, overall, I yeah really like this track. I came back to it a lot. Um, I don't know. I don't, the only thing that takes away from this track is the fact that they remixed it, and in my opinion, with a worse beat. And that mm. they put the remix earlier in the album when this is the only one that I would listen to. And I have just a general complaint about albums that put the same track in twice. Yeah, that is annoying. Like it's 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 just cheating. We had the same, you know, Big L mm-hmm. did that in, in that posthumous album and we hated it. I like I don't like it in this either. I would just prefer this one. And if all remixes should be done and released after the album drops, not like in the middle. Choose one. If you don't think one is better than the other, well, then you got more problems than I guess we do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. But yeah. So uh, all I'll say is um, I preferred the remix to the original. I actually thought that this version that you like I thought the instrumental was like actually pretty bland and generic. And at I least, you might yeah, like at least the remix has a true West Coast feel to it, whereas this is sort of nothingy. So the the remix was actually an honorable mention for me. It was, it almost made my list. And 
but this one didn't. This was like three stars for me. Um, the 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 remix is like four four and a half stars. Yeah, because I gave this one like four four and a half. Yeah, yeah. Rather than um, yeah, the remix. The remix to me, I I just didn't like the the beat on it. That's literally what it was. Um, yeah, and I prefer the remix beat. So yeah. One more line, just because I know we won't talk about this again. Uh, harder than your hardest, because all that shit is garbage. Now, if you want the real deal, then step into my office. Sell block H, hold up weight, think twice, because if you don't, it ain't going to be nothing nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just like that prison theme, and I'm sure, Danny, you also like that prison theme. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. I, yeah, I just think this had a lot of good lines, and in a way... The beats almost distract from the lyrics, but uh, yeah, I found myself actually really enjoying what she said as well in this. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think I gave this four and a half stars. Nice. I think like in terms of her flow and stuff, like she has such a unique flow that sometimes when I'm, uh, you know, looking up her lyrics and 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 trying to recite them, like I can't find the pocket that she found. Like I can't. I don't understand how she rhymes, you know, along with the beat. Because when I try to do it, I like it falls apart in my mouth. Like she's got this really unique style. I can't like I'm going to try to recite some lyrics later, and I'm probably going to butcher them because I just can't do it like she does. She's actually really yeah. talented. She has certain words that she says really specifically, like she says "murderer." Like she yeah. accentuates certain words, yes, to help her like. She elongates them and it helps her rhyme it later in the verse. So, yeah, yeah, she has this skill and she has this, like, just this twang in the way that she speaks. She has this, like, you know, confidence in her voice. Every time she delivers a line or a word, it's confident. It's not like, you know, she's not sure of what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that swings back to you, Danny. It's back to me. All right, number four. Um, so my number four, I feel is going to be higher on someone's list. Whose list? Well, we'll find out if I'm right. But my number four is Show Shot. Not on my list. Show Shot. Um, Matt, are you listening to the same album as us? No, it's not on my list, mate. Not on your list? The Show Shot? No. no, it's not on my list either. Oh, yeah, I thought it would be on Matt's list. No. Not on your list. Show shot. No, absolutely not. Oh, my God. This is like pure West Coast. It, there's nothing on this album more West Coast than this song. Show shot. I obviously need to go back and listen, re-listen. Yeah. Like, this beat is classic West Coast. Like... Mm. You could tell me this was produced by Dr. Dre and I wouldn't be surprised. Who was it but, produced by? Um, it's produced by a guy called Sean Barney Thomas. And I've oh. never heard of him. But the Barnacle. Um, exactly. But I I still really like what he did uh, on this track. Very good Dr. Dre impersonation. Um, Lady of Rage does what she does best. And just goes real hard with the bars. All right, here's my first attempt at some Lady of Rage lyrics. She goes, Don't butcher it. Ah, I will. 
I puts it to you like this. You can despite me, dislike me. I makes money like Spike Lee. You either want to be me or be just like me. Mm. Just nasty, dog. Um, yeah, just the hook is pretty dope too. I mean, this is... Uh, the the My number five, which was Big Bad Lady, was like a four and a half star. But my top four are all five stars. So this is five stars. Show shot, five stars. Let's go. We missed a uh, we missed a trick there, Aaron. I I personally don't regret that. <laughs> well, I didn't think it would be on your list. It's it it is too West Coast for you. It is, and I've re-listened to the album again today to go like to review what I did, and that was not in contention to jump jump back in on my top five. It never was. Yeah, and uh, it was never in contention. Mm. Yeah, I'm just surprised it's not on Matt's list. But. Uh, We'll we'll get to Matt in a second. My number four, Matt hasn't said much this this review, but he will in a moment. I feel, uh, <laughs> but my number four is Big Bad Lady. Here we go. Here we go. So yeah, I really like this beat. It had some piano, heavy drums. It had like an ominous, dark tone with this track, and I felt like it really worked for the Lady of Rage. Like the darkness is where she sits really well like she just suits that tonality and then it allows her to really go braggadocious and and say her gangster shit and really elevate what she's saying um obviously there's the the sample from Tupac um which is also really dope um and interestingly enough this was actually mixed by DJ Premier who he was the mixing engineer not the actual producer on this track mm-hmm. um so he did have his hands on it and we'll see like later on he has his hands on a few tracks so there is real production quality throughout this whole album um they do have an outro like I don't pay attention to that so the flow is really good braggadocious gangster shit and it goes in my top five for sure well, my top four um, and I like these lines just really early, but I rock with no filler, ain't a girl MC Illa, putting rappers on ice, then lock the bodies in a chiller. Yeah, that's my fave too. It is just so hard, so simple. Like, it just says everything you want to say. My only critique for her is that she uses the same kind of braggadocious thing she says she's a cold killer a lot um mm. throughout the album so that's my only knock on her if there's any knock on her as a rhymer is that when you listen there are, she's bragging about the same thing she described herself in the same way a lot um but that is like a nitpick um if anything and then i also like these lines from the end to the start lyrical murderer Pumps fear in hearts. I'm tearing parts to pieces like Reese's. I freaks it, speak it in tongues. <laughs> like just the rhyme scheme throughout that whole thing is so nice to listen to and so impressive. So, yeah, to me, this was actually five stars. Yeah, nice. Very nice. Like, I don't have much to add to that. Just what did you think about the beat? Because the beat is very West Coast again. So, I didn't love the beat, <laughs> but her lyrics elevated it yeah yeah, like there is a similar track on this album 
that I think is better. Uh, but okay. this goes in for sure. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. But um, yeah, I just thought, you know, I'm not opposed to the West Coast and like this is just simple and effective West Coast beat. Um, it reminds me of like a little bit of, of two packs, like something that would be on two packs, all eyes on me. It's just got that vibe to it. Um, and, and speaking of two pack, like you said it was a sample. It's not, it can't be a sample. Like two pack, like says lady of rage. Like, I feel like he did it just for her. Like he recorded this oh, before he died ages ago. Yeah. Must be, must be like, um, well, he, he says lady of rage. I, I don't know where that came from. It's clearly him saying it. So I don't know. I feel like it was, I, I just like the fact that, you know, Tupac took the time to record, even even if it's so small, it's his tiniest thing, but he took the time to record something for, you know, the Lady of Rage's album, like gets, gets his seal of approval. I just like that. Um, even though I heard that like Tupac by the end had a bit of a beef with Lady of Rage just because apparently she... Um, because by the you know when when Tupac was going at Biggie and all that, and Lady of Rage and and her East Coast, you know bias, she she didn't want to participate in the beef, and so yeah. obviously Tupac you know takes that as a personal affront, and was like, all right, if she's not rocking with me, I'm not rocking with her. But uh, you know at this time when he recorded this little little piece, I'm sure he was he was cool with Lady of Rage, but that yeah. that's yeah that's the part I liked. Um. Yeah, and, and the Daz Dillinger beat, I think it's just because it's so simple. It just really complements her rhyming style. It just brings out her nasty, braggadocious best. Yeah, I loved it. But four and a half stars, and my number five. Rage. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that part. <laughs> I um, I didn't like it either initially. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But if if there was one thing I would I would change, it would be that. I'd take it off. Rage! It's just too... Ah, doesn't fit with the rest of the song. It was... Maybe it was too high-pitched. Yeah, maybe. Because nothing else was, yeah. Yeah, no, this was a... a, 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 a unique background vocals, solid, eerie beat, hard lyrics, and flow from Lady of Rage, an unexpected but dope feature from Tupac. Everything that you guys said, I... Yeah, I, initially, this wasn't in my top five, actually, and then... Very recently, I just snuck right in there, right at the end. I was like, yeah, got to give it to her. Got to give it. Crept so, in. Yeah. Um, I like the uh, little tick of approval you said from Tupac. That was, I uh, didn't think about that. But then I was like, well, he is saying, you know, he is mentioning her name. So obviously it wasn't done like after his death. Like he did it in his <laughs> life. So. You reckon he didn't record it after he died? You reckon he recorded it before he died? Oh, no, no. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know, I know. They haven't, like, chopped, like, words together of his and, like, you know. Yeah, yeah I know. It didn't sound like the Lady of Rage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. But, yeah. No, it was, uh, it was good. It made the top five. Top five, baby. But we're already into the top three now. Oh, actually, no, no, no. Matt has... Matt's fourth. Yeah, Matt's four. Matt, hit us with your number four. Are you ready for it? I don't think no. you're ready. No, I'm not. I don't think okay. you're ready. I'll <laughs> hit you with the number four. Uh, by the way, Big Bad Lady was four stars for me. Um, Thanks. Cheers, cheers, cheers. 
number four goes to track number ten, which is Super Supreme. Oh, not on my list. Good, Nor good, on good. mine. Good, excellent. excellent. Ah! <laughs> what boys? <laughs> um, all right. Guess I got to talk about this shit now, don't I? Um, <laughs> so, uh, my summary of this song is a simple but memorable beat because it's like it's it, this. This came directly before um, a clearly better beat um, on some shit, but it still stuck with me, like, for some reason. Um, so, yeah, I, I love the beat. Um, Lady of Rage spitting bars respecting Wu-Tang on this, uh, <laughs> this track. Um, okay. And a short yet sweet hook that brings the song together. Um, so... Yeah, I, I I think it was the beat initially that got me in and uh, kept me there. But then, like all the other components of it, uh, allowed this song to be in my top five, top top four to be precise. What was the uh, the Wu Tang reference? It was about inspecting a deck, and, uh, and <laughs> uh, there was something else afterwards, I believe, as well. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. Because because when because I mentioned earlier how she was cut from that two-pack song, got my mind made up with Re- with Red Man, Method Man, and she was cut off it, and so was Inspector Deck. It was her and Inspector Deck were meant to be on that album, and, and both of them got cut. So it's interesting that she mentions Inspector Deck here. Yeah. Oh, but uh, I'm glad that uh, I I'm glad that I appreciated that song, uh, because you guys clearly didn't. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Like, the beat isn't terrible, but like, for me, it was almost like a poor man's DJ premiere beat. That's what I thought of it. That's what I said. The, the song yeah. immediately follows is a better version of it, but like. Yeah. So that's what brought the track down for me. It wasn't bad. I gave it three and a half stars, but uh, yeah, didn't make my top five. Yeah, it didn't really register with me that like I just didn't enjoy the sound on it. I don't think the production was that good. I don't think the lyrics were the best from memory. Like it just didn't click with me out of all the tracks. Like it, again, it was another one of those songs that was never in contention to be in my top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, number four down. Yep. Now it's now it's getting to the pointy end. The top three. Yeah. Now is when we'll actually see if there are any surprises. I think, Danny, you've been surprised by Matt yeah. so far. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think I'm going to be surprised anymore, to be honest. Or not by you anyway, Aaron. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll find maybe. out. We'll find out now. Because my number three, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't on either of your lists. That's why. And if it is, then I also wouldn't be surprised. So <laughs> I'm not going to be surprised either way. Um, but my number three is... Oh, no. Break- oh, shut your mouth. My number three is Breakdown. That is on my list, and it's higher. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Oh, no. Danny's prediction about Aaron's top one and two are different now. No, but, but I... I'm pretty sure I know, like, Aaron's top three. It's just the order that I don't know. That's the thing. What about you, Matt? Breakdown? Mate, there's nothing being broken down here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 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 All 
All right, we have to wait then. Yeah. Well, my number three is necessary roughness. Okay, um, yeah. I, I am going to be surprised now. I'm going to be very surprised by your yeah. top five now. You won't and, be surprised yeah. by my Danny, Danny boy. Uh, <laughs> necessary roughness is definitely higher on my bloody list. Oh, whoa. Whoa. It's not it's not on my list. There is necessary roughness not on my Lisa, list. Lisa. But all I'm gonna say is that Aaron has really messed up his list. That's all I can say. Yeah. Some I know what you're gonna say. I know exactly what you're gonna tell me. Yeah. I already know. When I made this list, I know I know the omission. I already know the omission that um is gonna be discussed. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Something went terribly wrong when you were making your list, Aaron. <laughs> Something went terribly wrong, Danny, when you didn't include necessary roughness in your list. Nah. No, 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 no. Nah. I don't feed into like tracks that are like named after the album because like they're just the most popular one. So I like, <laughs> I like, I like more underground tracks. That is it. As a general rule, you're, you're not wrong though. Title tracks are usually trash. This one well, is not, it's not trash, but it's not on my list either. God. So, so Matt, what's your number three? My number three is No Shorts. Track five. Nah, not on my list. Not on my list either. Good, 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 good. So who gets to talk? You do. (laughs) It's not on our lists. (laughs) All right. My summary of this track is rapping straight out the gate from Lady of Rage. Best hook on this album and a funky instrumental to get down to. Uh, four stars. So, yeah, this is the song that stuck in my head uh, the most after listening to this album. Um, mm. That hook with the like repeating vocal of like like yeah like I don't know it's like a I can't really do it well but like there's like a yeah like repeated and I don't know it's just like for some reason and I think the like on the hook is some Daz or something but I think Daz also does like a verse or no nah, does he I don't think he does Daz yeah, yeah. Dillinger. No, I don't think so. Mate, no, no, no. He's he's credited in the hook. Oh, is he? Oh, he might do the hook. Yeah, don't yeah, Daz Dillinger, yeah, Daz Dillinger's credited in the hook. Okay. Yeah. Not the no, verse not, though. I know my shit. I'm not making up shit, mate. Um, <laughs> so he also yeah. does the outro on this track. Okay. So yeah, but the best part is just how like the track immediately like begins like no like you know beat to lead us in, no hook to lead us in. Lady of Rage literally just jumps straight in, as Aaron would put it. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a number three for me. Um, very... Do you have any lines that stand out? No, nah, but I'll, I will give you some lines on the... My favourite lyrics from this album come from my number one track. So I'll, mm. give, you some, I'll give you some bars for that one. Um, so cute. Yeah, yeah no, number, number three. Yeah. No short. Go, go back and re-listen. You missed a beat there. Nah, not going to do that. I listened to it today, Matt. I didn't miss a beat. Yeah. I skipped a beat. I didn't miss a beat. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the beat for me was the problem with this one. It was just too minimalistic. It was just too... that There wasn't enough going on. So I was kind of bored by it. And then Lady of Rage couldn't really re- recover the track. Okay. So I agree. Yeah. <laughs> well, Matt, your list is very different thus far from our lists, which is which is what I predicted. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, we we never really know what you're going to deliver, Matt. That's probably even after all these album reviews, we still don't really know what you're going to arrive with. There's always surprises. The only predictable thing about Matt is how unpredictable he is. Oh, yeah, um, that that can go on my uh, my tombstone actually. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably sooner rather than later. <laughs> it is ironic because he does have OCD that he is unpredictable. Yeah. Alrighty. Track two, Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> All right. So here's where it gets interesting because either this is on the list or it's not on the list. But my number two is some shit. Nah, wrong. Completely wrong. <laughs> that definitely needs to be number one. Oh! And Aaron... Not on my list. Uh, he's an idiot. Oh, nah, that, nah, Aaron definitely has screwed his list. I told you. I told you. Something went seriously wrong. Like, he needs to go to a doctor or something. He needs to get his ears checked, I don't know. But yeah. Something's wrong. Yeah, some... Yeah, anyone... <laughs> oh, I get uh, to talk about this track later on. Yeah, it's higher on my all list. Right, so, so it's number one for you, is it, Matt? It is number numero uno. Yeah, that's a good choice. That's clearly the best track on the album. Like, oh uh, yeah, wrong. No, it's it's. Look, it could easily be number one. I just went with a different number one. But to not have it on the list, to not have it anywhere on the list, is actually mental. Thanks. I'll. I have my reasons why. We'll discuss them. And but every single reason. reason is wrong. No, because it's my personal opinion. So, But I'll go to my number two track. It is Breakdown. That's not bad. Not a bad song. It's my number three. It is a great song. I, I'm also glad because it gives a little bit of suspense. You don't know what my number one is yet. Yes, we do. We no, all do. But, you know, just, just leave it for the audience. You, <laughs> you guys might know, but I'm just talking about the audience. There is suspense. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> you can tell everyone later why you already know what it is. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, Breakdown, it surprised me how much I like this because it does have that G-Funk West Coast feel to it. Um, no, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. It does. This is This is like the most East Coast song there is. Is it? Yes. Well, no wonder I loved it. <laughs> uh, well, good. That makes me feel even better. I was yeah. feeling a little bit disappointed, but now I know why I liked it. But yeah, um, yeah scratches. Um, but what's interesting is Rap Genius did not have these lyrics. Yeah, mustn't mustn't be a popular song. No, but it is popular for us. Um, yeah, I, I just this. This just worked for me. Like, it just clicked in every way. And the hook is catchy. It's simple. The scratches work well. I, you guys know I love a scratch. Um, and, yeah, there's just lines here. There's just so many good lines. Like, I like the lines, hypocrites, hypocrites always want to play innocent. Mm-hmm. Um, that It's just so simple, but really true. Um 
I'm in it for hitting harder than mimics because once I step in it, you finished. You should have ate your spinach. <laughs> now you're diminished, demolished. You got dusted and polished by the fly. I never say die because chicks like this come in short supply. Woo! Oh, God. that Those lines are so good. I, as soon as I heard that, I, I literally did what you did, Dan, and just went, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> And she has like other cool lines, like with, like I'm sure Danny will touch on a few others. Um, but yeah, this was just sick. This was five stars all the way for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Five stars. Like this is easy, Moby. Uh, he produced two tracks. One of them was Necessary Roughness. Have we talked about that yet? No. Or is that higher? That's higher, baby. No, that's higher from that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so he Easy Moby did Necessary Roughness and this one. And for me, this is definitely the better of the two. I actually really like this instrumental. And like in my ears, this is like extremely East Coast in the best possible way. Um, just very simple and catchy hook as well. And yes. Lady of Rage is spitting bars on bars on bars. It's just pure braggadocious rap, which is what I love the most. Um, the lyrics I'll say, um, and he, he, this is where I'm going to butcher it because like, I just can't catch that flow that she has, but I'll try. Yeah, I think I know which part you're going to go for. All right. I don't know. But, but she goes, believe it or not, I rip these alien MCs like Ripley, Sip Tea, cause I'm ice. Nothing nice on you mutts or you mice. Beware of the bark and beware of the bites. How did I go? You did okay, but she did a better job. I know, I know. She the, the, the reason why I picked those lyrics is because she says them so well and I can't reproduce it. Like I just I just love it. Um You heard it here first, our listeners. The first artist that we've reviewed that Danny cannot replicate. <laughs> if I practice, if I practice uh, like for a week, I'd, I'd get it. But like, you know, that's she, that's the talent she has. She's almost, you know, uh, a singular talent in a way. She's really unique. Yeah. She, There are words that she just slows down. Like we, I said before, but there are particular words that she slows down for effect and it just changes the whole flow and it just works with the beat it, it's really a lot of technique in there yeah yeah i admire that a lot but yeah there's there's just for me there's just nothing to nitpick about this song it's just solid from start to finish five stars let's go do you know what i love about this song danny is that we had to write down the lyrics without going to genius so we yeah. actually had like you know listen to it and type it down word for word so <laughs> yeah. um, it made us actually work yeah true yeah i like that too all right matthew number two you're up my number two baby is a uh, necessary roughness followed by numero uno which you already know um, i thought you said necessary roughness was number one Nah, some shit mate <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> All right, well, did Aaron already say it? No, I said Breakdown. That was my number two. No, but did you say Necessary Roughness was higher or lower? No, it was lower. 
I said it was my number three track. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, so we can talk about it now. Let's talk yeah, about Matthew. it. Let is, let's just do this. Okay, so a scratched up booming beat. I can't quite put my finger on what that like instrument or sound is. At first I thought it was like a trumpet, but then I was like, no, it's not a trumpet. Then I was like, maybe it's like a, on a keyboard. It's re- like replicating some like, I don't know, it almost sounds like a, like a terrestrial sort of sound um, that plays in the background. Um, and I just came up with booming because I was just like, I don't, I don't know how to describe that sound. She comes with the multi-syllable miracle lyricals uh, from Lady of Rage. And um, another dope hook that ties in, ties the song perfectly together. Um, even though I prefer the hook on No Shorts, my number three, this hook fits in so well with Necessary Roughness. Um, yeah, this is like... It's clear that this is like the first single of the album. Uh, uh, this, oh, by the way, this is my second, no, sorry, my my first five star song of two five star tracks on the album. Interesting. It is interesting that Matt, you will probably be the harshest on this in terms of just reviews. Yeah, probably. I I only had two five star songs. I had double. I had four. Yeah, same. Well. I'll jump into Necessary Roughness as well. So, um, yeah, I just thought this is the track I referred to that I thought was a better version of Big Bad Lady, Um, just in terms of what she's talking about um, and just the bars. Um, It's just gangster shit. And I thought this was also a really good way to start the album. Like, it was such a strong way to start. I was, honestly, there's this passage here that, when I heard it, I literally was almost speechless. But for hip-hop, I dies off with a vengeance. My vocab blows doors off its hinges. And every sentence, and since this is the new age, uh-huh, all lyrical concoctions by lyrical murderer rage got a vertical hold on verbal abuse and ways. Cervical tubes get sprayed, neutered, get slayed, tooted, done. Blood shit on nuff shit. Quick, handcuff this. Because it's definitely necessary roughness. Mm, yeah, pretty good. That whole passage is so good. It's gangster. It's braggadocious. It's got all the technique that you want in there. She just flows it in a way that is so amazing. And I was honestly blown away by this track, which is why it made my top three. Um, and I can see why it made Matt's you know, top two. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know why it didn't hit me like it did you guys. Like, for me, it was the weaker Easy Mo B track. For some reason, I don't know if if you got this, but, like, it gave me a flavor in your ear vibe. Yeah, it did. Which Easy Mo B produced that as well. But, like, it's a poor man's flavor in your ear to me. Like, and, yeah, she's spitting bars. But, I don't know, for me, like, those bars you picked were really good. I don't know, I didn't, I didn't manage to you know, pluck any lyrics out. But I, I probably just missed them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the, the hook was a bit wordy as well, maybe. Um, I didn't hate the song. I gave it three and a half stars. It's just like a good, just not mind-blowing, definitely better songs on the album for me. That's definitely uh, unnecessary roughness. Oh, come on. <laughs> But you are right. the The hook is definitely wordy. But yeah, I don't know. I just 
I just couldn't look past the the lyrical murderer uh, that yeah. the lady rage was doing on this. Um, yeah, no, this was this was so good to me. Yeah, and yeah, I I, I do agree that it was very similar um, uh, in terms of the beat. Um, but yeah, her lyrics just carried this through. Yeah, fair enough. All right, Danny, your number one track. My number one. Wait, and is this also your number one? We'll see. It has to be, doesn't it? My number one track of the album is the big microphone pun cuck. And it is not mine. No, 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 no. It is. It is. It is. Oh, God. (laughs) It is. I was just here. I just wanted to to give you a heart attack. It is. My number one. <laughs> I was about to leave the room. I was about to just end this podcast right there. <laughs> no, it's definitely my number one as well. Yeah. yeah, and not on Matt's list. No, it really annoyed me. There was like some like accent in there. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, the Jamaican accent. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, whatever it was, but it was just like that did my head in. I was just like, I get that shit away. Nah. Like yeah, like. That is probably the one thing, like it's it's kind of like it doesn't fit in with the rest of the song, but it actually just works for me. It doesn't like I'm not annoyed by it at all. So and that would be the It reminded me a bit of Shaggy. Yeah, in a way. In a way. Like just in the in the twang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. But probably even like less annoying than Shaggy would be. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, microphone pon cock, baby. This just like classic primo shit right here. And I feel like this doesn't sound like anything else on the album as well. Like this is it's so unique from a from an instrumental perspective as well. And it is probably my favorite instrumental of the album too. Is yeah, it yours? It's- Definitely mine. Yeah, so good. Classic Primo. I just, I love everything about the song. Like, even even the accent on the hook is is like, I can vibe to it. Easy. And um, I'm not too familiar with, with Mad One, but he sounds so good on here. Yeah, Don't you he reckon? Does. Yeah, just from his flow to his voice, just like, he just fits right in perfectly. But Lady of Rage absolutely kills it. Yeah, she bodied this shit. She yeah. absolutely, she just took it to a new level. She destroyed Mad One. Absolutely. Even though I really liked Mad One. Um, yeah, she and she just like continuously impressed just song after song. And by the time it got to this, like, you know, after reviewing this whole album, I would almost feel comfortable saying, that she is my favourite female MC. No way. That is definitely a big call. But like, because even thinking about it, I just can't think of anyone who I would put on top of her. Like, obviously, Prodigy is, is you know, my number one. Um, but from a female perspective, I can't think of anyone who, who can rap like her, who does exactly what I like, like she does. So, yeah, I guess, I guess... The the thing about Lady of Rage that really appeals to all three of us is that she is spitting the content that we generally like in our hip hop. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that is part of the challenge with some of the female artists is that they don't hit the same content. And but like as we've said, all like all review, her technique and her delivery on this is like first class. Like she rivals any anyone else really. Like she just has murdered this. Yeah, she holds her own on any song. Like you can go back to you know, the chronic she killed songs on the chronic. You can go to doggy style. She like murdered those songs that she was on. Like she holds her own. She's so talented. It's really disappointing that she didn't get a a, a full career out of this. Um, but yeah, like that yeah, definitely number one. What have you got? Anything to add? Um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on the beat and then I'll touch on some lyrics as well. But um, I mean, this is a signature DJ premiere beat. This is as soon as you hear it, you know it's primo. And she does, she does a cool thing where she's like, "Let's get into this primo, or whatever." She's like, "Premiere, premiere," and she yeah. like, you know, I just as much as it doesn't sound great, I just like that it's like you know, just going, just setting you up to enjoy this track. Um, and I really did. Um, and the violin is just again, he just has this way of using different instruments, some scratches, and just he finds the perfect sound, like the volume for them. It's not too loud. It's not too soft. And they just work so well. Um, And I just, even from her very first lines, excusez-moi, baby boy, I'm hitting harder than your left jaw can withstand. (laughs) So with your eye, likes it rough, rugged, and raw. And what? A microphone fiend super supreme Mm. they're the first lines that she spits and she's already punching you in the face (laughs) i love like we've discussed this a few times like the first thing that you say is so important in a verse it just sets the tone yeah which is what she did on some shit as well which i'm gonna touch on after this but did you have any other any lines danny Nah, no, 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 not for this one. Like uh, she just she killed it all the way through, so I didn't really pick anything out. I did for some shit though. Can I also say one other touch that I really liked is she has a line that says, "Crack my knuckles, get touched by the untouchable," and Primo adds a crackle sound. <laughs> yeah, and I just like that level of detail. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's like nothing. If I don't point it out, you won't notice it. But it's just like this level of detail that I love Primo. He goes into that level of detail. He just adds that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, honestly, you could go to this and quote the whole thing. Like, there is just so much good stuff in here. Um, I, and this one line, like literally just one, you couldn't connect to my shit with conjunctions. <laughs> love that. Oh, yeah. it's just so good. It's, again, wordplay. Like, it's literally wordplay. Yeah, Matt, um, Matt would love that line. Yeah, grammar. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to do with uh, punctuation and grammar is is Matt's kind of rap. What about this one, Matt? Lay your cards on the table, get verbally disabled. You best pick up a thesaurus. Your shit is bull like Taurus. Oh. Fire. <laughs> it's so fire it didn't even make the top five nah, yeah i couldn't get past that shitty accent but the violin was good oh god oh, you are so underplaying this yeah look you're both wrong in your own special ways 
except that it's number one. No, well, some shit not being on the list is is so wrong. Some shit not well, being number one on your list is so wrong. Nah, come on, you can give me it at number two. It's clearly this is clearly the best instrumental on the album. Some uh, by some shit, like and also the story behind it. Let's just get into the the best track of the album. <laughs> Are we moving on now? Yeah. yeah, we're moving on to Matt's some shit <laughs> rant. Wait, what was what was Matt's number two? Or do we already did that? Necessary roughness. Are you paying, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you paying attention, mate? No, I'm just not writing this down. <laughs> all right, number one. Number one, some shit. All right, first of all, I'm going to break the uh, 20. No, nah, I'm not going to break the 20 word limit. Oh, you're, gonna, you're, about to, you're about to talk some shit. Yeah. yeah, 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 that's right. Oh, let's talk about the title actually first. How funny is the title? Like, <laughs> oh, she's literally called one of her songs some shit. I'm like, I feel like that's like, um, not her, like her, like not giving a fuck, but also her, like, just being like, you know, this is like, I can do this stuff on the daily, like, this is nothing special mm, for me. Yeah, like, yeah, like the title is like the best title on the album already. Um, <laughs> then you do your research, and this is a from free, complete freestyle off the top of the dome from her, so this is not like, oh, like, debatable, planned, I or doubt it. Like, no, that's what it says, you know, straight from the top, Who, who said it? Who said it? Uh, multiple sources, Genius being one of them. Genius uh, is, you don't trust Genius. Who else said it? Um, Dr. Dre himself, actually. No, he didn't. He no, wasn't he involved. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee you what you read on Rap Genius is not right. There's no way she freestyled this from front to back in one shot. In one shot. And also the complexity of rhymes are too are too complex. Exactly. Well, I think you're uh, underplaying her as a lyricist. But anyway. Look, um, there is, there, there's always a possibility, but I just highly, highly, highly doubt it. Well, I highly, highly, highly think that she did do this in the freestyle. Oh, which makes it even better when you believe that. And then, <laughs> and then um, just like... Absolute banging DJ premiere beat. This is the this is the banger of the album. Um, this is the one that like outclasses Super Supreme and just outclasses any other beat on the album. Um, yeah, it's just absolute fire. Like the bars she spits. Um, like the this is this has not only the best verse but also the best beat on the album. Um, and I just love my favorite lyrics. <laughs> Straight on the top from verse one, me, I become harder than ejaculation. <laughs> Evacuation on the premises. I'm what? I'm limitless. Like, I just, oh, I love that particular, like, <laughs> couple of lines there. Because um, she said ejaculation. Uh, yeah. No, it's just like, it's, 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 double, <laughs> it's a double entendre, isn't it? Like, and yeah, yeah. I, I love, like, I don't know, I just, I love double entendres and like it just smacked me in the face like right from the beginning of the first verse. Well, I mean, there's only one verse, but that's the other good thing about this song. There's no hooks or anything. It's just like well, then actually therefore it's more of a track, but um, that just shows also how good it is. I'm giving the number one like song to a track. Um, and, yeah, <laughs> God. This is just absolute mental. So <laughs> if, if you haven't got this like on your list as number one, go back re-listen to it and then change your list oh god i'm gonna go back i will re-listen to it and i'll keep it at number two <laughs> and i'll go back re-listen to it and maybe slot it in in my top five. Oh, that would be good that would be good 
Yeah, like I'm going to echo what Matt said, but like the beat is, it's actually a simple beat from Primo, but so grimy and just, it's so perfect for Rage to spit those non-stop bars. Like this is just a one verse wonder. It is presented as a freestyle. Like the way she talks at the start and at the end is like, She's preparing. She's just warming up for microphone Poncock for the next song. But it's not. You, you, she definitely wrote all the lyrics, I reckon. Yeah. Um, There's too much wordplay. Exactly. Like, as good as she is, there is too much there in terms of, you know, double entendres, like, you know, just this meaning that, just the structure of it. Like, yeah, there's just too much. Like, I wish anyone could do stuff like this, but... It is, this kind of stuff is almost impossible to do off the dome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. I don't believe that she she freestyled it like Matt. I'm not as naive as Matt, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she just, she has that killer flow on this track. So here we go. I'm going to, I'm going to attempt. I did, I chose the bars that Matt said, but I'm going from the start. I'm going to do my best. Uh, Lady of Rage, yeah, impersonation. Okay, here we go. So she starts with, Hey, hot damn hole, here I go again. You know who I be and you know what you're in for, for your information. Me, I be coming harder than ejaculation. Evacuation on the premises. I'm limitless. Run it to the limit like Emmett Smith. I'm listed in the Guinnesses. For in the book of Genesis it reads, In the beginning God created heaven, then he created me. So you see? Woo! That was dope. That was like she was so smooth, so unique, so dope. And just like that's only the start. And she just goes from the start to the end, two minutes of just pure rap. Um, you just can't get better than that. Like you can only beat that with another primo song that comes straight after it. Um, and just I also thought when thinking about it, just how cool is it that DJ Premier was producing albums and songs for Death Row Records? Yeah, I love that too. Like, I When I saw him on the track list, I was like, hold on a minute. Exactly. This album all of a sudden got super exciting. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you, you almost think that DJ Premier and and Dr. Dre are like opposites in a way, especially back then. Like they're just fr- from two completely different worlds of hip hop, especially with like Gangstar. Like yeah, yeah. You you just attribute Gangstar to East Coast. Yeah, hundred percent. And Dr. Dre is like the personification of West Coast. So, and and Death Row is is the personification of West Coast. But here, they just you know come together and it just shows that Primo is like just, you know, he can do anything when it comes to hip hop. He just fits right in. It's just like, he's meant to be there. And like, you know, I, I also think like a good Primo beat will just bring the best out of any rapper. Like, I don't know why, but I've always thought that rappers just rap better on a primo beat like i don't know if it's because they feel like they need to prove something to primo or like even because he's like specifically designs beats at a particular tempo or bpm which is like optimal for rapping like who knows he could have figured that shit out but whatever it is like 
Primo has mastered that shit. And everyone sounds fire. Lady of Rage sounds fire. And yeah, this was five stars. And Aaron's a fool. <laughs> I like that you, you added that in at the end. <laughs> yeah, let him make his case. Let him explain why it's not in his top five. Yeah. All right. Let me just start by saying that, just touched on that DJ Premier point. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Danny, that I think that part of it to me is also he knows how to work with artists. Like he knows how to bring the best out of them. There, there must be something in like the studio and like, you know, the way he communicates that really allows all the artists to just let go and really do their best work. Like he, he as you said, he has so many amazing tracks with so many artists that just seem to deliver their best with DJ Premier and maybe you know to a point it is the beats and the beats are so good that they elevate literally everybody and then on a different beat they wouldn't sound so good but yeah yeah, like every time we show each other DJ Premier beats like we're both just left like well that was amazing every (laughs) time I like I struggle to critique DJ Premier however uh oh let me critique this. Oh, so man. this is the exception to the rule. I did not love this beat. It was too repetitive for me. Um, and that was part of the reason I didn't enjoy this that much. I reckon, look, I'll admit this probably should have been in my top five. It it definitely should have been in my top five. I'm I'm willing <laughs> to make to to admit that, but I think that I didn't put it in at the time because I listened to this and then straight to the next one immediately. And the next and the track microphone Poncock took the shine off this one immediately for me. Mm. And it it was like I found myself comparing the two. And I just felt that microphone Poncock was in the league above and the beat was a su- way superior beat. Um the other thing was I yes. Lady Rage did a good job, but I actually struggled to really enjoy just this, the one verse, the two minutes of just spitting bars. Like when I have Genius open, yes, but when I was just walking and listening, I actually found myself not catching everything that I should have caught. That's maybe more of a me thing than a her thing, but those two things combined made me just not want to put it in. And also I think part of it on top of that was I wanted to surprise you both. I didn't want to be (laughs) obvious and be put like, you know, put the two DJ premiere tracks as my top two. Yeah. I can see I think all those things in combination made me not put it in my top five, which probably was a mistake. um, And it should be definitely in there. Like it could probably replace, um, the the top three, like any one of the top three, could probably replace um, and go in as third. I think, um, but but yeah, I think those are the reasons why I didn't put it in the top five. Yeah, I think it. I think like because you were saying that like they they're almost in competition with each other, like this some shit and, and microphone pond cock. But like, I think they complement each other in a way, like because it leads perfectly into microphone Poncock. Like this is like, she's saying the warm up. She's just like, Hey Primo, can I just spit some shit and get ready? And then she does. And then she's like, all right, I'm ready. And then she does microphone Poncock. It's just like 
It's perfect. You love this album construction, Aaron. It's like the only yeah, time I know. this happens. I know. I know. I do like the album. I did mention I like that album construction. Yeah. I just found myself comparing the two. That was literally it. I think that's more of a me thing than like an actual critique on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just like, I, I, and yeah, I didn't want to be that obvious. I didn't want it to be two primo tracks. And then maybe I was looking for reasons yeah. why it shouldn't be my top five. And I, yeah, I just didn't want it to be like, like as we all know, I love DJ Premier. In our draft, DJ Premier was the the producer that I picked as my producer in my hip hop draft. Like, yeah, if you've been listening to the podcast, as soon as we say DJ Premier, you know I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna just be so happy, and that everything I'm gonna say is gonna be positive. So I kind of yeah. didn't want that again. Like I've just been going mm. on and on about DJ Premier. Every single episode. Yeah, but that that is the that is the single reason why you put him on your list as number one. Because when you get on when you listen to albums like this, you know that the only two primo tracks are going to be your favorite tracks. That's why. I know, I just didn't want that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, you dumbo. I like, yeah, this just I just like this album in general because it just showed that, you know, that women can do it as as good, if not better. Like, she would body so many rappers regardless. Like, she would actually, head-to-head, murder so many people. Like, Absolutely. It, it's insane how good she is. Yeah. She's she's amazing. I definitely think like she could she could outwrap like I got to reconsider my whole like top twenty rappers because I she's got to go in there. I reckon she's got to go in there somewhere. Yeah, for for the performance on this, purely lyrically and you know her delivery, like just everything, and she's so unique. That's the thing, like you touched on, Danny, that like she has this flow that is so unique that is almost like in like you can't replicate it. No. And you know it's her as soon as the track comes on, you know when she starts rapping, oh, that's Lady Rage. Like no matter what song, if it's her album, another person's album, you know it's her. She's got a unique style. Underrated. Like before this, I definitely hadn't heard of her. So it's strange to me. Like I definitely heard of Lauren Hill, Rhapsody. Like I hear of all those people, but it is strange to me that she is so underrated. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, I gotta, I gotta go back. I gotta check out what else she's done now. There's not much though. That's the thing. <laughs> what did you think overall, Matt? Um, like I would probably give this a three star rating overall. Um, like it, it just, I, it started sounding very same, samey for me. Like, yeah, like a lot of the songs just started blending into like one another, and like. I guess that is like if if you if you like your sort of like see even though I got tinges of like East Coast like I, I would still classify this as like a West Coast album um, and like if you are a West Coast person which I am and you're in a West Coast mood then like yeah sure like go for your life like you'll probably enjoy this but like if you're just there just listen to some shit like I wouldn't listen to this album ever again in its entirety like. I would only pick a couple of songs out 
from it, probably the top two. But like, yeah, um, she doesn't like what she hasn't shown a great like range of diversity in my opinion on this album. She's just done a gangster hard shit, and you know that's it. So if you want gangster hard shit from a female rapper, I do. Like, then then go to this one. Um, <laughs> I will. If you want, you know, um, to show a, a bit more depth of, um, you know, skill. Then, I don't. Then probably go to Lauren Hill. Oh, Lady of Rage versus Lauren Hill. Who's going to win, baby? No, there's no competition. No, it depends what you like. L- Lauren Hill is not going to outwrap Lady of Rage. The Lady of Rage is going to body Lauren Hill so bad. Is Lauren Hill going to create a better quote unquote song? Probably. Yeah. But in a in a rap, in a battle, she's gonna lose every single time. They're like completely different rappers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's why and Eminem is so great because he can not only body people in a battle, but also he can make amazing songs. How how did it get to on a female you know appreciation round of podcast reviews have to end on eminem mate i don't care if it's a female appreciation rounds a male appreciation a child a a dog jeez i don't care what creature you are it's always going to end on eminem for me (laughs) oh god (laughs) embarrassing yeah i love i love that you couldn't resist we got towards the end of the podcast and you had to bring up Eminem. Like, you couldn't even help yourself. Like, you you just were like, well, that's why Eminem's the best. Like, that, is, <laughs> that, is, that is literally, hey, yeah. We were just talking about, you know, the difference between the two and you were just yeah. like, no, yeah. that's why Eminem's the best. Yeah. It made no sense. There was no context. That's so funny. That's so funny. Right, I, I'm here. I, I bring the comical relief, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> but I'm also not joking as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's why it's funny. <laughs> yeah. In every bit of joke about Eminem, there's no joke. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you if you hadn't noticed, Danny and I actually took something away from these listening to this, these female artists. Matt clearly didn't. He still <laughs> he still only thinks there's one rapper, maybe two, like who else? Like 50 Cent, yeah. Sci the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's that's all Matt listens to. But you know, I think yeah, I definitely found heaps of songs that I have been going back to. Like I've really been enjoying the Lauren Hill um tracks that I chose in my top five. Like they're just cool to like break away from the gangster shit sometimes when I'm not in a lyrical miracle mood. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I I will definitely be going back to some of these songs on, on this album for sure. Yeah. And, and bloody Spotify, get the lady of rage on here on your, on your shit because Whoa, is she not on there. No, she's not, not this album. Oh, she was not on there. I had to YouTube oh. shout out to YouTube, but yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, was it on Apple Music? Um, it is on Apple Music, correct. That's because Apple Music is where it's it, at. Apple Music is the M&M of the streaming services. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why the podcast can be found on both 
services on iTunes and on Spotify because, you know, we have to cater to all our audience. But <laughs> I did want to ask one thing in terms of honorable mentions. I did have one more track that I kind of wanted to bring up that we haven't touched on. Mm. We kind of got to wrapping it up. But um, what did you think of Confession? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was it was an interesting so- song for sure uh, because it was like – like Matt was saying, like the the album is very very samey, but then you get to confessions, and it, she's really trying to do something different on here, like the singing, which which for me it put me off straight away when it started yeah. with the singing, um, and, and then all these other choices she was making as well, like the repetition of just Robin, uh, you know, it's grading as well, but you sit through all of that shit. And then you you get to this really interesting one verse wonder from Lady of Rage, where like you know she's struggling with like the concepts of morality and heaven and hell and selling her soul to the devil, and you know it's really interesting. But like as a whole song, just doesn't work for me because of everything around it. But it is probably from a lyrical perspective the the most interesting song on the album. Yeah, I thought the same, um, that it was just surrounded by shit. Yeah, exactly. It was a great track surrounded by absolute dog shit and garbage. Yeah. Um, but I just like the concept of it, which is why I guess I brought it up, because I needed to have, like, this is a concept, is a concept that I like. I like these conversations about morality. I like the conversations, you know, with, with God and, like, just... Rappers putting themselves in this. It reminds me of the Cameron song, um, Death. Yeah. Where he's talking to death. Mm-hmm. I had very clear similarities to that. And rappers do do a lot of this, um, but I just like this type of song where they're like, you know, pouring their heart out there, like using their perspective to be like, you know, I know this, but I'm doing this. And like they feel torn. Um, I think the potential on this track was not realized. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. So much potential, but just like too too many elements thrown in that just put me off. Yeah. Um, I think Usher did a better one. Oh God. That was <laughs> that was a really, you know, insightful contribution to the uh, conversation. Confession part two, baby. Get on it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What was I going to say? Um, so what was your n- number one instrumental and number one uh, songage of this uh, mediocre album? Oh, God. No, they'd both be microphone, pond, cock for me. Same. Same. Really? Okay. <laughs> oh, same for you. That's, that's good. No, no, no. No, no, no. Don't, don't you dare. No, they were both number one and we like jizzed all over the, the primo beat. Like we just spoke about it for like 15 minutes. Yeah. Okay. My instrumental is some shit, and my favorite song is Necessary Rush. Oh, what a hero! Wait, you, how? Yeah, I know because you put you put uh, some, some shit at shit number, number one. one. So how is it not the number one song if it's if it's number one? Because it doesn't have you know you know my algorithm for songs. No, 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 no. no, no. It makes no sense. We did a top five, and your number one song of the album was some shit. No. And now you're saying your favourite song is Necessary Roughness. Yeah, because for it to classify as a song, it needs to have all the components of a song. Oh, my God. Oh, no. This is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, this is embarrassing. No, 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 no. Um, so, yeah. No, Matt. So, 
you know when we say what's your favorite song, it doesn't mean what's your favorite song and then what's your favorite track. <laughs> that's, all, that's all we're saying. We're saying what is the best, you know, out of all the track listings, track one, track two, to track 14, which one is the best? You said that it was um, the primo one, and now you're saying it's necessary roughness. I don't understand what happened. <laughs> I actually don't understand how you don't understand what we what we do. You didn't have this problem last week. <laughs> I think I did actually. I think I like yeah. I changed. Um... So so are you saying that you have a completely different list of top five tracks? Um. This is a, a my list of top five is an amalgamation of tracks and songs. Oh so no! My, oh, my, my number my number one is actually a track, and my number two is actually a song. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! So so, what is your favorite track or song? Um, I would go to some shit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we got there in the end. That is literally all we're saying. God, Matt, you've you actually. Really confused us. You probably confused listeners. I don't understand how we got. We had to clarify it at the end of the podcast. We had to clarify what we were doing. <laughs> oh, no, that's good though. That's classic. I'm one of the best. Yeah, <laughs> it's a classic moment. That is. That'll be in the highlight reel for sure. But. Yeah. Um, there you have it. Matt's confused. Danny and I are confused about what just happened, what we did for the last hour and a half, but um, necessary <laughs> roughness. And it does complete our three tracks of female artists. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, for, for us, like we don't listen to female artists that much. And so this was a good insight in terms of, and now there's definitely a huge appreciation for all three artists. So um, if you haven't listened to, Rhapsody, if you haven't listened to Lauren Hill and if you haven't listened to The Lady of Rage, definitely check them out. Um, it's well worth the listen. Absolutely. Agreed. It was great. Really enjoyed it. Especially Lauren Hill. <laughs> All right. See you later. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for all upcoming podcast news. Bye for now.